Hey, welcome to Younger and Older with Jason and Dave. And we just love hanging out, poking fun at each other, and just talking about what's going on in life and applying scripture to it, which is a lot of fun. And uh, sometimes we have uh, we get a little out of hand, and I call Dave old and an old um, geezer yeah, and, well, and all that. But, you know, there might be some truth in that. That's a relative thing. You know, he, he's admitted several times this week that he no longer has peripheral vision, uh, whether that's true or not. Um, only in certain cases. Only in certain cases. So it comes and goes. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like when you go to the, the doctor and tell him that um, you have a problem with his, your hearing, and he says you have a problem with selective hearing. <laughs> so you have selective peripheral vision. I do. Gotcha. I do. So if I want to see out of the side of my eyes, I can. Oh, that's good to I know. I just don't want to see it around you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. That's great. No problem. That's okay. That's okay. It's selective peripheral vision, Oh, that's if right. that's the right word. Yeah. Well, we've been enjoying the winter here. It's been a fun winter. We've got plenty of snow. We've had several groups come up to Silver Tranch and enjoy getting away and and just getting out outside, Dave. You know, I think there's something about getting outside um, that that is good and there's beneficial. In it fact, you, you look perplexed at the moment. What's puzzling you? I do you? because I was reading an article. You were, okay. I was, on, online by this Angela Chen, I think her name is. Okay. And she basically, the headline says, Americans are saving energy because fewer people go outside. Okay. And, and that's so kinda, they're saving energy by not going outside. That's right. That's, that seems perplexing to me. That's right. Well, it's almost, you almost seem like you'd use more energy. No, it's inside. a lot cheaper to turn on a light bulb than get in a car and start it. Oh, okay. I can see that. Okay. Yeah, a lot cheaper. It's a lot I suppose, cheaper. Yeah. I mean, when you travel. I suppose electricity is cheaper than gas. It is. And when you travel, I yes. mean, you get you, you have a family. So you yes. get in a car, you travel. It's lunchtime. You're out. You, you got to pull in. You're, you're, you're now using whatever the restaurant uses for heating their food or whatever. Else. I mean, right. that kind of thing. If nobody's doing that, the restaurant shuts early, that kind of thing. So people are saying, well, the economy, you should go out. Interesting. Neither here nor there. What, what the the survey is basically saying is Americans spend an extra eight days at home compared to 2003, and it's basically the younger people that are doing it, not the older people. Huh. Uh, the article goes on to say that if you're in the age bracket between 18 and 24, you spend 70% more time in your house. 70% more. Than 70. the general population, than, than other age groups. Wow. Between 18 and 24. Wow. You spend 70% more time indoors. And if you're 65 or older, and I'm not 65, but I'm right under that. If you're 65 or older, you actually spend more time outdoors. Huh. Than the other uh, population. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now, that is interesting because the, one of the things that we really understand, there's an uptick in depression. Right. Right. And, you know, people may not understand that artificial anything has a, has a uh, factor on right. you somehow. And somehow. I'm, I'm not going to well, tell you. Well, anything in general has impacts on you, whether positive or negative. And so you have to admit that. But then when it comes to artificial things. Absolutely. You know, it, I would say there's probably more negative than there is positive. Yes. Even any, and I think we're starting to see that. Yep. Any artificial light is still artificial. Right. It's not not real. No, there's something about it. Have you ever walked out, even in a cold winter day, and the sun is bright and shining, and you walk outside, and you just feel better? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, winter days, when it's beaming sunny, all of a sudden, you're in a better mood. You have yep. energy. You're excited. And you didn't even do anything different. Right. You know, you could wake up, and it's cloudy. It's dark. And it's just like, man, it just takes a little bit more to Does get Does that the- say something as to how God made things? Yeah. I mean, honestly, you, you need vitamin D. How That's do you right. Get, how do you get that? 
it's the sunshine. Exactly. I mean, you could take supplements, but just like we said, the supplements are precisely that supplement yeah that I'm, means they supplement for the real thing so why don't you just go outside when it's nice and go for a walk right get some fresh you know, air if you're 65 or more you do that right actually. but the young people don't and it's very interesting when uh if you live your life artificial now i have um a narcolepsy which somewhere you can look it up if you don't know what it is but it's a disease of the brain and so i'm certifiably nuts in some ways and finally, it, finally admit it. There's so some understanding. It's it's there. <laughs> it's out in the public. He's nuts. Now, here here's what you got to understand, though. What I've done is I've done a lot of study on how to remain alert. Okay. And, and I found that light has a tremendous, tremendous value. Okay. But real light. Real light. Not fake light. In yeah. fact, if I'm in a store with fluorescent lights... I, bar- I barely function. We were at a store, which shall remain nameless at this point. point. Okay. But my wife and I were in a store, and she tells me that I go brain dead. Really? Yeah. And that all of a sudden, I hear her saying, pick up your feet. I'm, I'm, my feet are shuffling like I can't control them. Interesting. I need to go shopping with and, you at this store. Sometime. Well, in this store in particular, I unbelievable. She was saying, you know what? If you go into a store that has just banks and banks and banks of fluorescent lights, yeah, it's five minutes and you start to space out, and 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 after a while you don't even function, huh? And I thought so. It's almost like your kryptonite. It is. Fluorescent lights are not good for me. Hmm. Now I thought I was unique in that. I talked to one of the guys that builds up here of buildings, and he said no. He he goes into a building with fluorescent lights, he gets headaches. Yeah. And then I started to research it. Fluorescent lights have this little flicker to them. Right. Sunlight does not. So it's got this fakeness. And, and actually, the people who can't handle it, their brains are picking up. That's not real light. Hmm. And I'm thinking, how does your brain even know that? Well, I can't discern the flicker. Right. And so I've started to do the research on it myself and found that as I replace any, and of course, early, I went and put a bunch of fluorescent lights in my house because they were cheaper. So I'm going home and I'm dying. I mean, I'm just tired. Like, like all the time. It, all the time. And I change them and much better. Absolutely much better. I go into stores that don't have it, much better. I, yeah. I'm fine. I go outside, and this is what my wife didn't get. I'd walk outside from those stores, and in less than a minute, I'm fine. Right. I'm back to who I was. I'm walking fine. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, light affects you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so you need to go outside when the sun is at its height and go for a walk. I mean, Instead of going and grabbing that, that lunch in a dark room, if you work in an office or something. Go outside. And go outside it. and eat the sandwich while you walk. Do right. something where you enjoy the sunlight. And that mm-hmm. would be my old guy advice. Um, no matter where you are in the world, it doesn't matter. You know, and I think, I think there's so much value to that, Dave. You know, because we're, we, we've talked about this before. We're so, you know, consistently using technology. And I think that's what keeps us indoors, you know, is that we just want to be inside not that we're, I mean, yes, there's a laziness factor, I think, as well. But it's almost like we're on devices, we're engaging, whether it's our phones, our TVs, watching Netflix, you know, whatever it is. And, and that's what's drawing us inside. But the interesting thing that I was thinking as you were talking about light and how it impacts you, you know, and, and you mentioned how God just designed it. You look at the scripture and there's so much imagery about lightness and darkness, Yep. you know, and I think I think that's intentional because, you know, with light, you know, that's how God exposes, you know, us to who he is, you know, and, and 
and and that's you know out of darkness and into marvelous light you yeah. know we, we see that imagery and i think there's so much correlation you know because all around us is god's creation and i think he he puts his fingerprints everywhere yep. you know i know he puts his fingerprints anywhere and i think this is one of the ways that we see it because i think he's designed us to interact with creation and in order to do that you got to get outside and you got to enjoy it and and have fun with it and so if you're within that age bracket and even if you're not within that age bracket you know you could be you know another millennial like myself even though i claim not to be a millennial but i guess i i mean in that category as a 32-year-old guy, you know, I would challenge you to get outside and do more. Um, I know my, my, my kids love being outside. I mean, it's a little bit harder in the winter when it's, you know, you live in the Midwest in Wisconsin. I think when I came over here, Dave, it was like minus nine with a wind chill of minus 30, you know, and so there are some times, depending on the age and like with my kids, it's just a little bit too hard to get outside. But I tell you, yesterday it was 34. You know what we did? We went outside. You know, and they love being outside. The energy that they get, the excitement that they have cannot replace. I mean, we can have all the toys that we want inside, but nothing, nothing gets them to, yep. to, to put a smile on their face as much as just running around outside, you know, and, and enjoying it. And, and, and it's like all there is is snow. There's yep. not even a toy or anything. Yep. You know, and throughout I think, the years, I've learned that. Right. I mean, that's true. I mean, honestly, at my age, same thing. And, and I think that's why, I, and, and, this is just a correlation because I'm up here to observe it. But even when people come to Silver Ranch, you know, a lot of people come from the city. A lot of people come from just the busy heckness of life. And they come up, they're like, wow, this was amazing. But I tell you, it's really, you know, it's, it's just a normal place. It is. There's you a know, couple of things that take place. Right. They go outside. They go outside. And they're in relationship with people. Yep. And they're learning about relationship with God. Right. And if they go to their cabin, all they can do is sleep. Yep. So that's why they barely go back to their cabins yep. is because the distractions are gone. There's no technology there. And so then they're forced to get out and, you know, walk around or get out and interact with people, get out and ride a horse, get out and cross country ski or, or go tubing down a tube hill yep. or go swimming during the summer. And, and I think that's, that's really why people enjoy camp is because then it opens them up to the way that God uses relationships and creation to reveal who he is to them. And I think that's yeah. huge. And have have you that. ever heard a young person that comes here and says, you know what, at camp, I start to really enjoy life and I start to, to, you know, God becomes real and that kind of thing. Then I go back home and they struggle for the school year and then they come back and experience that again. All the time. All okay. the time. I mean, and, we have Winter Jam coming up, you know, the, tomorrow and, and that's what I hear. You yep. know, they come for the weekend. They're like, "Oh, this was awesome." They go home. By the end of the week, it's they're back in their. You rut. know what I ask them when they when they tell me that I ask them this question. So, what did you do different? Right. Uh, and you know, they'll look at me with these wide eyes, like I don't know. Yeah. Because they don't think they're doing anything different. Right. It's like no, think about it for a second. Think about it. You actually were with a group in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. Singing songs about God. Right. And you it was, actually and it was normal. Yeah. And you actually were hearing people open the Bible. And this weekend, you're going to share with the kids who come here. Yeah. So you, you actually hear people open the Bible and talk about it. Yeah. And they actually know God and want you to know God. Absolutely. You actually have time where they expect you to interact with that stuff. Yep. So I said, are you doing that when you go home? Mm-hmm. No. And a lot of them don't. What do you expect? Right. Absolutely. You know, you expect a result. But yeah. you're not doing the same thing, and so you're not going to get the same result. It's it, going to be different. Yeah. You know what? I, I think, it, it, you know, I know our first half of the program is wrapping up here, and anyone wants to listen to all this, if they just, you know, tuned in or whatever, or they want other ones, they can go to Relate365.com and get whatever. But uh, what's interesting is that 
if we can play on this a little bit, God made us to be a certain way. Yeah. And in order for us to not uh, experience that, we have to find another way that we consider acceptable for some reason. Right. And it has to be something we don't consider evil because we won't do evil. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, we have to examine that. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like this. In order for a society to be destroyed, if you know anything about studying people, um, first of all, whatever's normal mm-hmm. needs to be found deviant. Right. And what's deviant needs to be found normal. They have to change it mm-hmm. somehow. And how do you change something? That's what you have to look at. How does somebody come in and say, well, this is what people do now, but I need to make it a different normal. Yeah. And I need to make the way they used to do it deviant. Right, right. Because any culture you're in, I don't care where you are listening to this in the world, any culture you're in will not tolerate deviant behavior. They won't. If everybody in the community says that's wrong, it won't be tolerated. There'll be some punishment for it. So the only way to do evil is to get to the point where you redefine what it is yeah. so that the community says it's no longer evil. Mm-hmm. And that's really what's happening in many cases. In other words, the stuff we're talking about, staying indoors, that kind of thing, you would never classify that as evil. Right. But what if it's starting to have an effect that's evil? What, what if? That's mm-hmm. all. Right. And, and what if we're not even looking at the things in our life that have consequences? So we'll have to talk about that more in the second half. Absolutely. And I think this is a great discussion because it's, it's something that, that, that we're facing. And it's something that I think we need to challenge ourselves. And so we're just uh, we're having a great conversation today. We encourage you to continue to join us. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right here, back here on Younger and Older. Hey, welcome back to Younger and Older. And we're having a great discussion today. You know, we talked about day, being active we talked about light and how it impacts us, and you read off a statistic um, where you know the, the 18 to 25 year olds, I think, or 24 year olds, yep. are spending 70 percent more time indoors. 18 to 24, yep. You know, which is crazy, I think. You know, um, but I could see, I could see the trends that that support that. What's I mean, you attractive think it, indoors? I mean, the, I, I think we've touched on this before, but virtual reality. Yeah. You know, is is that within indoors you have all the stimulations that you would need mm-hmm. without being outdoors? I mean, you think about it. You know, what what what's what's the big things today? And I think about it. You know, Netflix is huge. You know, or, or if it's not Netflix, whatever streaming device that you choose to have, or cable TV, whatever it is, and and all that. You know, and then you have the social media aspect of it, where people just live on your phones. I mean, just think about it. You know, um, regardless of of what age you are, if you're listening, just think about how much time in a day do you look at your phone? And, you know, and I'm not, not I'm not talking like take out the time that you're actually using your phone for phone purposes. You know, if it's talking on the phone to somebody, even if you do that anymore. But I mean, how often are you are you cruising the internet, using social media apps? You know, cruising Pinterest. You know, whatever it is, however you're using your phone, just think about the amount of time that you spend on that. You know, whereas before, you know, we had these smartphones, what else would we do? You know, I think that's where we see the difference is that we'd go outside more. And I think that's that's evidence in the fact that you look at the generation, you know, just above you or about yours, Dave, is where your generation is outdoors more. Why? Because they don't get the whole smartphone thing. And I think there's there's some some benefits to that. 
you know, I mean, I'm not saying that smartphones are bad, but I think that they, that there's definitely a lot of negative impacts from it, yeah. you know, and, and just virtual reality. And, and as we have this discussion, Dave, I think it's important to, to be intentional about the way that God created us and designed us. And we kind of ended the, the how far does that go? Does that, that go with food too? I would say so. I mean, you look at, you look at America and recently, probably in the last two years, you see a huge movement for organic and non-GMO and, and whatever it is, you know, I, I'm just throwing things right. out there. And why? You know, because our culture has begotten so much of, of this fake artificial stuff yep. and our bodies are reacting to it. Yep. And you look elsewhere in the world and a lot of them, like even when I was in Ireland, Dave, the crazy thing is when I, I lived in Northern Ireland for four years, in the first year that I lived there, and it wasn't even a year, it was probably the first six months, I lost 25 pounds. Yep. And I didn't, I didn't do anything different. You know, I, well, I should say I, pro- I probably walked a little bit more. I'll give yep. you that. I probably walked a little bit more, but not a, a whole lot more. But the food was that much fresher, more fresh. Yep. Fresher? Newer. More fresh, yeah, newer, whatever. Fresher. Real. You know, it was real food. I mean, take for example, and I, and I use this example all the time because it makes you wonder what's in our stuff. I mean, a loaf of bread. You buy a loaf of bread at the store. I don't know. Do you buy a loaf of bread at the store? Uh, we don't eat much, but yes. Right. You know, yeah, it has, it, now we buy it sprouted stuff. And, oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. But say you buy a traditional, say you buy the cheap white loaf of yep. bread. How long would that last on your counter? Say, no idea. You know, it probably lasts like several weeks, right? Here in America. Yep. You know, you buy a loaf of bread. When I bought a loaf of bread over there, I mean, within three days, three days, it was moldy. Yep. You know, what does that tell you? What's in our bread that makes it not mold after three days? Yep. You know, and that's just one thing, you know, but it makes you wonder, like, we're not designed for the, for the substitutes. Right. You know, and yet we're so set on the substitutes for things. Yeah. Well, you and know, why is that? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. And, and we've learned, we go full circle in what we've learned. When my dad was still alive, he had some heart attacks and- what they did is they took him off all fats and all that kind of stuff. And then he had another heart attack, and then eventually he, he died from a heart attack. Yeah. And so I thought, well, that worked well. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever they did back then, that yeah. worked well. No, it didn't. You know right. what I mean? Obviously, something was wrong. Yeah. Now the research is totally opposite. Right. So here I am eating fats. Right. And, and when I first went in for my blood work, my blood work was disastrous yeah. because I was on a artificial kind of low fat i mean that kind of diet now i'm doing the opposite yeah not not that i'm going and grabbing fats i'm just saying here's my philosophy god made food and my body knows what to do with real food right it just knows what to do with it now i don't know what even your body does with food how it turns you know spaghetti into you know energy or something i have no idea yeah but but the bottom line really is it knows what to do with real meat with real fats with real so i decided you know i'm just going to eat real stuff right do you know that now at my age and, and it's different for everybody i understand but i eat a breakfast of real stuff and i usually don't eat till supper hmm. uh, if we have a, a meeting here at camp a lunch meeting i'll eat that you know like th- today we have a meeting and so i would do that but the bottom line really is i'm not that hungry I lost weight. Yeah. I've maintained the weight and I'm eating real food. Yeah. I go outside um, every day. My wife and I talk about when we're going to go outside and walk. Yeah. Two good things happen then. We're away from everything electronic mm-hmm. and we can concentrate on talking to each other. Relationships, how God made us. Let's listen to each other and talk to each other. Yeah. And we're out in the sunlight. Right. We get sunlight and we get to talk. You know, we, we were talking earlier. There's something about us 
when we're not right that we want darkness. And think about that illustration everywhere. Hmm. Yeah. Um, if it, bacteria and mold and that kind of stuff, where does it grow? In darkness. In darkness, right. Yeah. Is that stuff good for you? No. So what you do is you turn on a bright part. light. You turn on a bright light. Yeah. If you ever did that in like a place that's been dark for a long time, look out, you better, you'll get ready to run. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's all kinds of stuff there. Right. Um, I love it when the sun comes. If I have something that's like, I pulled something out of my basement, I heat with wood, so there's all kinds of crud downstairs. Pull something out, it's moldy. Yeah. Throw it outside, let the sun hit it, it goes away. Because hmm. the two things can't exist right. together. Right. You can't have natural sunlight and bacteria and all kinds of... You know what else cl- cleans bacteria and, and evil stuff? What's that? Oxygen. Oxygen, air. Yeah. I mean, just oxygen. You yeah. can oxygenate things and they become clean. Right. Because it destroys the bacteria. Right. Now, think about that. There, there's, you know, I, I breathe oxygen. Yeah. It's clearing my system. I get sunlight. I eat foods that were actually created. Yeah. Now, I wouldn't go off the wagon and start um, yelling at people who didn't eat like I eat or think like I think. I mean, that's up to you. Right. But I think the point that I'm, I'm hearing us make, yeah. intergenerational make, is there is a way God made things. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be happy, live that way. But the Bible tells us, if you go to John 3.19, it says that we men actually like darkness more than light. Because darkness doesn't expose anything. Mm-hmm. Light always does. Light always exposes things. And darkness doesn't. You can get by with all kinds of murky, crazy things in life if you just leave the dark, if live in darkness, leave you know a dark side of your life. You're not talking about things. Everything, the quiet side or the dark side, you don't say anything about anything. You can get in big troubles before you know it because you're just not exposing things. The Bible is like a big light. Mm-hmm. It shines on life. Right. And if there's ugliness there, it will not only show it to you, but if you stay in that light, it will destroy it. Absolutely. That's all you got to remember. I mean, and, and then you're happier. Right. And, there, and there's so much correlation to that. I mean, you think about the struggles that, that we have, whatever it may be. You know, oftentimes we want to keep it a secret. Yep. You know, keep it in darkness. Yeah, Why? Bring it, bring it out in the light. You know, because if you bring it out in the light, yes, there might be some some things to deal with, might be some pain, but in the end, there's going to be healing. Yeah. You know, and I think that's why even like you you think of the trends in, you know, and a lot of experts are saying that, you know, since, you know, what, 2011, 2013, that there's been more depression, more suicides and all that. And I think it's because people aren't in those relationships to expose and do life together you know, and to rub, rub off on each other so that we're exposing the things that, that God wants to be exposed in our lives to that light, right. you know, and it's, and so we're just living in this darkness and it's getting the best of us. And that's what this passage in the Bible is talking about. It's not right. talking about physical light. Right. Absolutely. It's talking about people choose to live in darkness. Right. Right. In other words, I don't want to know God. I don't want to know his word. I don't, why? Because if you knew his word and you applied his word, the evil in your life would go away. Right. Now, it, it would never mean that, that you wouldn't uh, be sinful. I didn't say that. But you can't, you can't listen to God and know God and do what God says and have a bad marriage. Right. You can't. If, if I'm doing that and my wife's doing that, we can't have a bad marriage. 
Mm-hmm. However, the light, the Bible, might show some ugliness right. that's there. And when it shows some ugliness, I actually, you know, uh, uh, this year I'm going to transfer from heating my whole house with wood to using gas to heat it. And the, the room that I have for 35 years stored wood in, yeah. I am not looking forward to cleaning it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just not looking forward to it. It's right. going to be one of those days where I go, Ew. Ew. I got to go down in this room that's had, for 35 years I've thrown wood. Right. I mean, logs from the forest down into that bark all over. The, I mean, everything that's in the wood goes into that room. And it's, yeah, it's cement on two sides and it's walls, you know, that I've made on two sides. And it's like, here's, here's my plan. I'm going to get some bright, bright lights. Yeah. I'm going to turn them on. Yeah. And I'm going in that room with a mask. <laughs> and maybe some goggles. And yeah, goggles. you know, I'm going to. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to clean that room up. Right. And when I'm done, I'm going to bleach those cement walls. I'm going to, I'm going to do things that I need to do right. in order to make the environment no longer conducive to little slimy, crawly things right. and things that grow. And it won't necessarily be an easy process. No. But at the end, it'll be a rewarding process. Yes. And I think there's a lot of correlation even within our own lives is that, you know, sometimes the 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 easy way out isn't the best way out, right. you know, and, and, and that's what we got to think. And I think that's why we're, we, we shut ourselves in so much, you know, metaphorically speaking, yep. is because that's just <laughs> the easy thing to do rather than facing doing a little bit of the hard work maybe even facing some of the pain, but in the end, the reward is so much greater. Why? Because with light brings healing. And that's the promise that we have. And that's the promise that we see in scripture, you know? And so if you're out there and and if you're struggling with stuff, you know, something that you just don't know who to talk to, I want to encourage you. If you go to our website, relay365.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom and there's a link where you could talk to somebody. There's somebody... Mm -hmm. 24 seven online that is willing to talk to you about whatever it is, because I guarantee you that, that some of you that are listening might have something that, that you've been hiding and just stuffing in the darkness for so long, and you don't even know how to get it out or who to get it out to. But let me tell you that you will experience instantly the freedom of that light. As soon as you start talking with somebody that isn't going to judge you, that isn't going to, you know, um, condemn you for it. Because like we were talking about, it's a process. And yeah. at the end of that process, there is hope because of what Jesus has done. Yeah, the light changes the environment. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what you got to understand. Right. An environment's important. It changes the environment. It can't grow in the light. Yeah. Evil cannot grow in the light of God's word. That meaning, not just that God's word exists, but that you know it and that you use it. Yeah. It's kind of like poison ivy. You know, poison ivy grows in a very specific area. Does it? Yeah. It needs what, what in science they call, it needs a community. Right. So it's supported. It does not grow in full sunlight. Hmm. It does not grow in full shade. It's kind of a... It has, they call it an edgeland community plant. Okay. So it has to have partial sun, partial shade. Yeah. And in that community, it will grow well. So if you're walking in the woods and you want to camp, and yeah. you think about this, and there's an opening and it's not very big, it's partially shaded. That opening probably has poison ivy in it. Right. Because the community supports poison ivy. Right. What if you go into the dense woods? I promise, in the dense woods, no poison ivy. What if you go in a big open farm field? No poison ivy. Why? The community doesn't support it. So get, get yourself in the word of God. Live in a way and understand the light. The light will not support evil. You will be thankful. Right. And, and do the simple thing. If you're indoors a lot, get outside and see how your energy changes. Just see just for a week. Or, or depending, it's winter time, so it might, you might need more than that. But just get outside 
and just take note of the differences in your day and the way that you feel and see how the light impacts you. Uh, it was a great conversation that we had. We thank you for joining us. Once again, if you want to download previous conversations that we've had, go to Relate365.com and look at all the podcasts or other resources that we have there. Otherwise, we will see you here next time on Younger and Older.